prepared to be lulled into a peaceful slumber with today's story, turns out wishing on a star does work, it just takes about 81,000 years for the wish to get to the star and back, and for the future civilizations of Earth, it's pure chaos. Chapter 1 The night sky was clear and the stars were shining bright. John sat on the roof of his apartment building, gazing up at the vast expanse of the universe. He had always been fascinated by the stars and the mysteries they held. As he sat there, lost in thought, he made a wish upon a shooting star. Little did he know, that wish would change his life forever. Turns out, wishing on a star does work, but not in the way he had imagined. It took 81,000 years for his wish to reach the star and come back, and in that time, the world had changed beyond recognition. As John climbed down from the roof, he noticed something was different. The streets were empty, the buildings were crumbling, and the air was thick with an eerie silence. He felt a sense of unease as he walked through the deserted city, searching for any signs of life. As he turned a corner, he saw a figure in the distance. It was a woman, dressed in tattered clothes, and she was running towards him. As she got closer, John could see the fear in her eyes. Please, help me, she gasped, they're coming. John didn't know who they were, but he knew he had to help. He took the woman's hand and they ran together, trying to escape whatever danger was lurking in the shadows. As they ran, John felt a surge of adrenaline. He had never felt so alive. This was his moment to be a hero, to save someone in need. He didn't know what was going on, but he knew he had to keep going. And so, John's journey began. A journey that would take him to the ends of the earth and beyond. A journey that would test his strength, his courage, and his will to survive. Little did he know, this was just the beginning. Chapter 2 John and the woman ran for what felt like hours, until they finally reached a small town on the outskirts of the city. The woman collapsed from exhaustion, and John helped her to a nearby bench. Thank you, she said, catching her breath. I don't know what I would have done without you. John looked around, trying to make sense of what was happening. The town was deserted, just like the city they had left behind. But there was something different about this place. It felt peaceful, almost serene. As they rested, the woman told John her story. Her name was Sarah, and she had been living in the city when the world changed. She didn't know what had happened, but one day everything just stopped. The power went out, the phones stopped working, and people started disappearing. Sarah had been on her own for weeks, scavenging for food and water until she stumbled upon John on the rooftop. She had been running from a group of people who were chasing her, but she didn't know why. John listened intently, trying to piece together what was happening. He had always been a curious person, and this new world was full of mysteries waiting to be solved. As they talked, they heard a noise in the distance. It sounded like a group of people, shouting and laughing. Sarah's face went pale, and she grabbed John's arm. We have to go, she whispered. They're coming.
John didn't know who they were, but he could feel the fear in Sarah's voice. He helped her up, and they started running again, this time towards the edge of town. As they ran, John could see a group of people in the distance. They were dressed in ragged clothes, and they were carrying weapons. John didn't know what to do, but he knew they had to keep moving. They reached the edge of town, and John saw something he never thought he would see. A spaceship, hovering in the sky. It was unlike anything he had ever seen before, and he couldn't believe his eyes. As they approached the ship, a door opened, and a figure appeared. It was humanoid, with blue skin and glowing eyes. It spoke in a language John didn't understand, but he could tell it was trying to communicate. Sarah stepped forward, and to John's surprise, she spoke back in the same language. The alien seemed surprised, and it gestured for them to come aboard. John didn't know what was happening, but he knew this was his chance to find out. He took Sarah's hand, and they stepped onto the ship, ready for whatever lay ahead. Chapter 3 As John and Sarah stepped onto the spaceship, they were greeted by a strange, otherworldly atmosphere. The walls were made of a material that seemed to glow with an ethereal light, and the air was filled with a faint humming sound. The alien who had greeted them led them down a long corridor, and John couldn't help but feel a sense of awe and wonder. He had always been fascinated by science fiction, and now he was living it. As they walked, Sarah explained to John that she had learned the alien language from a group of people who had been taken aboard the ship. They had been living there for weeks, and Sarah had joined them in the hopes of finding safety and answers. John listened intently, trying to make sense of everything. He had always been a skeptic, but now he was faced with the impossible, and he couldn't deny what he was seeing. Finally, they arrived at a large room, filled with strange machinery and screens displaying images and data that John couldn't comprehend. The alien gestured for them to sit, and Sarah translated as it began to speak. It explained that it was part of a group of beings who had been monitoring Earth for thousands of years. They had been watching as humanity evolved, and had been waiting for the right moment to make contact. But something had gone wrong. A catastrophic event had occurred, and the ship had been damaged. The aliens had been forced to land on Earth, and they had been trying to repair their ship ever since. As the alien spoke, John felt a sense of dread. He didn't know what had happened, but he knew it couldn't be good. The alien continued, explaining that they had been observing John for some time. They had detected his wish upon the shooting star, and had been waiting for the right moment to reveal themselves. John couldn't believe what he was hearing. His wish had brought him to this moment, to a meeting with beings from another world. The alien offered to take John and Sarah with them, to leave Earth and explore the universe. John was hesitant, but Sarah was eager to go. She had nothing left on Earth, and the prospect of adventure and discovery was too tempting to resist. John thought about it for a moment, weighing the risks and rewards. He had always been a cautious person, but he couldn't deny the excitement he felt at the prospect of leaving Earth behind. Finally, he made his decision. He would go with the aliens, 
to explore the universe and discover the secrets it held. As they prepared to leave, John couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement and wonder. He was leaving behind everything he had ever known, but he was also embarking on a journey that would change his life forever. As the ship lifted off the ground, John looked out the window, watching as Earth grew smaller and smaller. He didn't know what lay ahead, but he knew that he was ready for whatever came his way. Chapter 4 John spent the first few days on the spaceship in a state of awe. He explored every inch of the ship, marveling at the technology and the sights he saw through the windows. He had never felt so alive, so free. Sarah, on the other hand, seemed more subdued. She spent most of her time in her quarters, staring out the window at the stars. John tried to talk to her, to get her to open up, but she seemed distant, lost in her own thoughts. As they traveled through space, John began to notice something strange. The ship was slowing down, as if it was encountering some kind of resistance. He asked the alien crew about it, but they seemed unconcerned. One day, as John was exploring the ship, he heard a loud noise coming from the engine room. He rushed to investigate and found one of the alien crew members frantically trying to fix a malfunctioning device. What's going on? John asked. The alien turned to him, its eyes wide with fear. We're under attack, it said. We've been pursued by a hostile force for days. We don't know who they are or what they want, but they're trying to destroy us. John felt a surge of fear. He had never been in a battle before, and the thought of fighting for his life was terrifying. But he knew he had to do something. He rushed to Sarah's quarters, determined to get her to safety. But when he arrived, he found her sitting calmly on her bed, staring out the window. We're under attack, John said, trying to keep his voice steady. We need to get to the escape pods. Sarah didn't move. I'm not going, she said. What do you mean? We have to go. Sarah turned to him, her eyes cold. I'm not leaving this ship. This is where I belong. John couldn't believe what he was hearing. They were under attack, and Sarah was refusing to leave. He didn't know what to do. As the ship shook with the force of the enemy's weapons, John made a decision. He would leave Sarah behind and try to save himself. He rushed to the escape pods and managed to launch one just as the ship was hit with a devastating blow. He watched in horror as the ship exploded, sending debris flying in all directions. As he hurtled through space, John felt a sense of despair. He had lost everything, and he was alone in the vast emptiness of space. But then, something miraculous happened. A ship appeared out of nowhere, and a beam of light enveloped John's escape pod. He felt himself being lifted up, and then he blacked out. When he woke up, he was in a strange room, surrounded by beings he had never seen before. They spoke to him in a language he didn't understand, but he could tell they were friendly. As they nursed him back to health, John realized something. He had survived. He had faced his greatest fear, 
and he had come out the other side. He didn't know what lay ahead, but he knew he was ready for it. He was a survivor, a fighter, and he was determined to make the most of his second chance. Chapter 5 John spent several weeks recovering on the alien ship. The beings who had rescued him were kind and gentle, and they did everything they could to make him feel at home. They showed him around their ship, which was unlike anything he had ever seen before. The technology was so advanced that it seemed like magic. John was fascinated by everything he saw. He spent hours talking to the aliens, trying to learn as much as he could about their culture and their way of life. They were patient with him, answering his questions and showing him how things worked. As he spent more time with the aliens, John began to feel a sense of belonging. He had never felt so accepted before. They didn't judge him or criticize him. They just accepted him for who he was. One day, as John was exploring the ship, he stumbled upon a room he had never seen before. It was filled with strange equipment and devices that he didn't recognize. As he looked around, he noticed a small, glowing object on a pedestal in the center of the room. Curious, John approached the object. As he got closer, he felt a strange energy emanating from it. He reached out to touch it, and as soon as his fingers made contact, he was transported to another place. He found himself standing in the middle of a lush, green forest. The air was thick with the scent of flowers, and the sound of birds filled his ears. He looked around, trying to make sense of where he was. As he walked through the forest, he noticed a figure in the distance. It was a woman, dressed in a flowing white gown. She was walking towards him, and as she got closer, John could see that she was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. Welcome, she said, smiling at him. I am the guardian of this place. You are welcome here. John was stunned. He had never seen anything like this before. He didn't know what to say. The woman led him through the forest, showing him all the wonders of this magical place. They walked through fields of wildflowers, swam in crystal-clear lakes, and climbed mountains that seemed to touch the sky. As they walked, the woman told John about the history of this place. She explained that it was a sanctuary, a place where people could come to escape the troubles of the world and find peace. John listened intently, fascinated by everything he heard. He felt like he had found a home, a place where he belonged. Eventually, it was time for John to leave. The woman led him back to the glowing object, and as he touched it, he was transported back to the alien ship. As he sat in his room, thinking about what he had just experienced, John realized something. He had found a new purpose. He wanted to help people find the same peace and happiness that he had found in the sanctuary. He spent the next few weeks talking to the aliens, trying to convince them to help him create a sanctuary of his own. At first, they were hesitant, but eventually, they agreed. Together, they traveled to different planets, searching for the perfect location for the sanctuary. They finally found it on a small, uninhabited planet in a distant galaxy. 
John and the aliens worked tirelessly to create the sanctuary. They built houses, gardens, and lakes. They planted trees and flowers and created paths for people to walk on. When it was finally finished, John felt a sense of pride and accomplishment. He had created something beautiful, something that would help people find peace and happiness. Over the years, the sanctuary grew and flourished. People from all over the galaxy came to visit, seeking refuge from the troubles of the world. They found peace and happiness in the sanctuary, just as John had. As he looked around at the people he had helped, John realized something. He had found his true purpose in life. He had found a way to make a difference in the world, to help people find the peace and happiness they deserved. And as he sat in the sanctuary, surrounded by the beauty he had created, John knew that he had finally found his home. Chapter 6 John sat in the sanctuary, watching as the sun set over the horizon. The sky was a beautiful shade of orange and pink, and the air was filled with the sound of birds chirping and water trickling. He had been running the sanctuary for several years now, and it had become his life's work. He had never been happier, and he knew that he was making a difference in the lives of the people who visited. As he sat there, lost in thought, he heard a noise behind him. He turned around, and to his surprise, he saw Sarah standing there. Sarah, he exclaimed, getting up to greet her. I thought you were gone forever. Sarah smiled at him, but there was a sadness in her eyes. I am, she said. I'm dying, John. I don't have much time left. John felt a lump form in his throat. He had never been good at dealing with death, and the thought of losing Sarah was almost too much to bear. But he knew he had to be strong for her. He took her hand and led her to a bench, where they sat down together. As they talked, Sarah told John about her life since they had last seen each other. She had traveled to many different planets, searching for a cure for her illness, but nothing had worked. I came here because I knew this was the only place where I could find peace, she said. I wanted to see you one last time, to say goodbye. John felt a tear roll down his cheek. He had never been good at goodbyes, and the thought of losing Sarah was breaking his heart. But he knew he had to be strong for her. He took her hand and led her to a small pond, where they sat down together. As they watched the water ripple, John thought about all the memories he had shared with Sarah. They had been through so much together, and he knew that he would never forget her. I'm going to miss you, he said, his voice breaking. Sarah smiled at him. I'll always be with you, John. In your heart. They sat there in silence for a while, watching as the sun set over the horizon. John felt a sense of peace wash over him, knowing that Sarah was at peace. As they got up to leave, Sarah turned to John. Thank you, she said. For everything. John smiled at her. No, Sarah. Thank you. For being my friend. And with that, they parted ways, knowing that they would always be connected, no matter where life took them.
As John walked back to his house, he felt a sense of sadness, but also a sense of gratitude. He had been given the gift of friendship, and he knew that he would cherish it forever. And as he looked up at the stars, he knew that Sarah was out there somewhere, watching over him, and that he would never forget the impact she had made on his life. Chapter 7 John woke up to the sound of his alarm clock buzzing. He rubbed his eyes and sat up, feeling groggy and disoriented. As he got out of bed, he realized that something was different. He felt lighter, more energized than he had in a long time. He got dressed and headed outside, eager to start his day. As he walked through the sanctuary, he noticed that everything seemed more vibrant, more alive. The flowers were brighter, the birds were singing louder, and the air was filled with a sense of joy and excitement. As he walked, he saw people gathering in the town square. They were all talking and laughing, and John could feel the energy building. Curious, he approached the group and asked what was going on. We're having a celebration, one of the people said. We've reached a milestone in our journey, and we wanted to celebrate together. John smiled, feeling a sense of pride. He had created something special, something that brought people together and gave them hope. As the celebration began, John felt a sense of joy and excitement. He danced and laughed with the people, feeling more alive than he had in years. As the night wore on, John found himself talking to a woman named Emily. She was smart and funny, and John felt a connection with her that he hadn't felt in a long time. As they talked, John realized that he had been so focused on the sanctuary that he had forgotten about his own needs. He had been so busy helping others that he had neglected his own happiness. But now, with Emily by his side, he felt like he had found a new purpose. He wanted to build a life with her, to explore the universe together and discover all the wonders it held. As the celebration came to an end, John and Emily walked through the sanctuary, hand in hand. They talked about their hopes and dreams, and John felt a sense of excitement building inside him. Chapter 8 John and Emily spent the next few weeks exploring the sanctuary together. They visited every corner of the planet, marveling at the beauty and wonder of it all. They swam in the lakes, climbed the mountains, and walked through the forests, hand in hand. As they explored, John realized that he had never been happier. He had found someone who understood him, who shared his passion for adventure and discovery. He knew that he had found his soulmate. One day, as they were walking through a field of wildflowers, Emily turned to John and said, I have something to tell you. John looked at her, curious. What is it? Emily took a deep breath. I'm not from this planet, she said. I'm an alien. John was stunned. He had never suspected that Emily was anything other than human. But as he looked into her eyes, he knew that she was telling the truth. I don't care, he said, taking her hand. I love you for who you are, not where you're from. Emily smiled at him, tears in her eyes. I love you too, she said. As they continued their journey together, John and Emily encountered many challenges. 
They faced hostile creatures, treacherous terrain, and unexpected obstacles. But they faced them together, and they always came out on top. As they traveled, John began to notice something strange. Emily seemed to have a special power, a way of manipulating the environment around her. She could make plants grow faster, make the wind blow harder, and make the sun shine brighter. John asked her about it, but Emily didn't seem to know what he was talking about. She just shrugged it off, saying that it was probably just a coincidence. But John knew that there was something special about Emily. He could feel it in his bones. Chapter 9 As John and Emily were exploring a cave, they stumbled upon a strange device. It was unlike anything they had ever seen before, with glowing symbols and buttons that seemed to pulse with energy. As they approached the device, John felt a sense of unease. He didn't know what it was or what it did, but he knew that it was powerful. Emily, on the other hand, seemed fascinated. She walked up to the device and began to examine it, her fingers tracing the symbols on the surface. Suddenly, the device sprang to life. Lights flashed and alarms blared, and John and Emily were thrown back by a powerful force. When they came to, they found themselves in a strange room. The walls were made of a material that seemed to glow with an otherworldly light, and the air was filled with a faint humming sound. As they looked around, they realized that they were not alone. A group of beings, unlike any they had ever seen before, were standing in front of them. The beings spoke to them in a language they didn't understand, but John and Emily could tell that they were friendly. They gestured for them to follow, and led them down a long corridor. As they walked, John and Emily tried to make sense of what was happening. They had stumbled upon something powerful, something that had transported them to this strange place. Finally, they arrived at a large room, filled with strange machinery and screens displaying images and data that John and Emily couldn't comprehend. The beings gestured for them to sit, and as they did, the screens came to life. They showed images of planets and galaxies, of stars and nebulas, and of creatures and beings that John and Emily had never seen before. The beings spoke again, and this time, John and Emily could understand them. They explained that they were part of a group of beings who had been monitoring the universe for thousands of years. They had been watching as civilizations rose and fell, and had been waiting for the right moment to make contact. But something had gone wrong. A catastrophic event had occurred, and the beings had been forced to land on Earth. They had been trying to repair their ship ever since, but they needed John and Emily's help. John and Emily were stunned. They had stumbled upon something incredible, something that would change their lives forever. As they worked with the beings to repair their ship, John and Emily realized that they had found their true purpose. They were explorers, adventurers, and they were meant to travel the universe and discover all the wonders it held. Chapter 10 As John and Emily lifted off from Earth, leaving behind everything they had ever known, they felt a sense of excitement and wonder. They were embarking on a journey that would take them to the farthest reaches of the universe, and they couldn't wait to see what lay ahead. 
Over the years, they traveled to countless planets and galaxies, encountering new civilizations and discovering new wonders. They faced challenges and obstacles, but they always came out on top, thanks to their love for each other and their unbreakable bond. As they traveled, John and Emily never forgot their roots. They always remembered the sanctuary that John had created, and they made it a point to visit whenever they could. They saw how it had grown and flourished over the years, and they knew that they had made a difference in the lives of countless people. As they grew older, John and Emily knew that their time was running out. They had lived a long and fulfilling life, and they were ready to pass on the torch to the next generation. But they also knew that their legacy would live on. They had inspired countless people to follow in their footsteps, to explore the universe and discover all the wonders it held. They had shown that anything was possible, as long as you had the courage to pursue your dreams. And as they looked back on their lives, John and Emily knew that they had lived a life worth living. They had found their true purpose, and they had made a difference in the world. They had lived a life filled with love, adventure, and wonder, and they wouldn't have had it any other way. As they closed their eyes for the final time, John and Emily knew that they were leaving behind a legacy that would last for generations to come. They had lived a life that was truly out of this world. The End We hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Stay connected with us by subscribing so you won't miss the next one. Your host, Amalia Dupre, and the team at this podcast will make you sleep, wishing you a night of peaceful sleep. Sweet dreams.